Welcome to the podcast, God Wants to Talk to You. 15 minutes of Bible talk hosted by a regular guy, ordinary non-church-affiliated layman named Michael. And that would be me. Welcome back to another episode of God Wants to Talk to You. Our 15 minutes or less podcast, sometimes a little more. 15 minutes is a good ballpark of really where we do it, to be honest. I try to get in and out no more than 15 minutes, but... Sometimes we go a little longer, sometimes we go a little shorter, and as always, we go into the Bible and talk about a chapter of one of the books of the Bible, or pull something from a chapter, not even the whole chapter, most of the time, and then we'll discuss it in a little Bible study here. Now, today we're going to talk about a story that appears in Matthew and Luke chapter 8, both of them in chapter 8, and then in uh, Mark, it is in chapter 4. And let me just read it to you, a very short one, but there's a lot to talk about after we hear this. It's called Jesus Calms the Storm. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was also others with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to the disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified, and they asked each other, Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him. That's an amazing story. And that is the power of Jesus right there. When you can calm the ocean or the lake and the wind and the waves, if you've ever been out in a boat and it it gets rough, it can be scary. And we're not talking about just guys that didn't know what they were doing on a boat. Remember, some of the disciples were fishermen. They had spent their entire lives out on the water. They had encountered storms before. So when they're crossing, Jesus sleep in the front, and it gets crazy. The fact that they got to wake him up because they think, surely we are about to perish in this storm, it was a pretty big deal. And here's what I take away from that story. How many times have you felt like the disciples? How many times have you felt like you were in a storm? And Jesus was nowhere to be found. Even though you were praying, you thought, oh man, this storm or these circumstances, this thing I'm in, it is surely going to overtake me. I know for me personally, that's been shamefully many times. I told you guys how recently, in fact, just last year, I was working three jobs. I had a full-time job that just made me miserable, and then I had... Another full-time job that gave me zero income, but I was putting in the full-time work because I owned the company with some friends and was trying everything I could to make it work. And then I had a part-time job that I had to do to keep my financial head above the water. That storm was huge. I was praying about that situation every single day for three years. I was doing the three-job thing for two years, but for three years while I was while I was doing the company and working full-time, and then I had another full-time job in the middle of that, and it seemed insurmountable to me. 
I felt like surely the rough seas were going to get me, and Jesus was not listening to my cries for help because they were there every night. Then, and it was like June of last year, 23, I quit the full-time job that was making me miserable. I'd, I'd had enough. I, I can't do it anymore. I'm Forget this. I quit the company that I had been working on for three years, just realized this is not going to work, and I am not going to be around much longer if I keep pushing myself like this. I am not a spring chicken. And I went back to the the part-time job I was doing was my full-time job before I started that company, and before I had that full-time job I didn't like, I went back there. Now, in hindsight, I'm in a much better place, both mentally, financially, most of all, spiritually. I came out the other side of that amazing. And I can tell you there's one person to thank for that, and that is Jesus. And not only do I thank him every day for my current situation, I also must answer to him for my lack of faith in him, just like the disciples exhibited on that boat ride, because much like the disciples on that boat, Jesus was there. He was there. Everything was going to be fine. All I had to do was put my faith in him. And they didn't, and I didn't, and I bet you haven't many times. I want to save myself three years of unfaithful, unnecessary worrying. I think now maybe he was teaching me a lesson, but it took that experience to get me to this one, the one that I have now. Jesus knew what I needed to do, and Jesus was not somewhere far away. I believe he was there the whole time waiting on me to put my faith in him. And until I did, he was just going to take a nap there in the boat and wait for it. Think about it. I'm in what I think is one heck of a storm that is going to consume me. But it wasn't because Jesus was there the whole time. It wasn't. I ask you this. If Jesus, by the testimony of these three different eyewitnesses, the fact that it's in three of the Gospels, and these were three people that were actually there when this happened, and now he can tell the wind and the sea to calm down. Jesus just said, hey, calm down. To the wind and the sea. How hard is your situation for him? He stopped the wind and the sea in a storm. How hard is your situation? It's nothing. It's nothing. And I can laugh about it now, but at the time, it seems like nothing. It's going to get me. This is, I can't do this. What am I going to do? Our biggest worries are nothing. And I promise you, he's taking a nap in the front of the boat waiting for you to Get a dose of faith so we can tell your storm, hey, calm down. Think about it. We've all got storms in our lives, everyone. It doesn't matter how good you are, how good. Everyone has storms. Jesus himself had storms in his life. Think about this. Everywhere he went, people were trying to kill him. Every time he stepped foot into a town and started preaching the truth, the truth that his father told him to say, Yet he stayed true to his faith. Even in the end, when he was in Jerusalem, he was about to be betrayed by one of his very own. And then, remember, not only was he betrayed and handed over to the authorities, all the rest of the disciples abandoned him at that point. They were like, oh, save your neck. And they all ran. They all abandoned him. Remember what happened right before that? Right before that all went down, what did Jesus do? He went to the Garden of Gethsemane. And he prayed to God, and he asked God, please remove this cup from me. He didn't want to go through that. He knew what was about to happen to him. But then he said, in faith, but your will be done, not my will. And what happened? What happened? 
he defeated death, not only for himself, but for all of us at that point. That point was the greatest point in human history. That moment when he overcame death and sacrificed himself for our sins. So I say to you, brothers and sisters, you're not going to be tortured and crucified. Your situation, no matter how crazy it seems to you, is nothing to him. Trust in him. Believe in him. Talk to him. And your life will be much, much better. I promise you that. It is going to be better. And it's, uh, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty for all of us to look back and go, man, I should have just had some faith in that situation. We always talk about Jesus take the wheel, but then we don't really let him. We say we do, but we don't really let him. We don't really give it up. We sit there and we worry and we stress and we show very little faith. And then what happens? Jesus finally comes through for us on his time, not our time. Remember, Jesus doesn't work for us. He does stuff at a whole different time and a whole different level. And this has always been. It's always been. What did people think Jesus was when the Messiah was coming? They thought he was this big military leader and he was going to go overthrow the government, which was and kick Rome out of Israel and free Israel and create this great place with God. That's not at all what he did. He came to be the king. He came to conquer death. He came to basically be sacrificed as the sacrificial lamb, and he knew that. Yet he remained true to the end to his father. Always had that faith, something that none of us exhibit. None of us. We all stress and worry about our own little storm, which is nothing. He can tell the wind in the sea, hey, Calm down, and it will. How much more can he squash our little problems if we only believe in him and let him do it? It's something, man. I thank you guys for listening to the podcast. God wants to talk to you. As always, I ask you, go read the Bible yourself. Today we went from Mark chapter 4, but you can also find... The same story is in Matthew and Luke, both of those in chapter 8 of those books. Until next time, God bless you all. And if you want to get a hold of us, here's how you do it. If you would like to contact us here at God Wants to Talk to You, follow us and reach out through Instagram at God Wants to Talk to You. Until next time, may the peace of our Lord be with you.